1: Hi and welcome to another episode
2: of the guinea pig. I want to tell you when this episode was recorded but as I don't even know what day of the week it is I can't really do that but it was quite some months ago and it's an episode about eyes, panda eyes, all things eyes and what the hell celebrities think they're doing to their eyes. So it was recorded with the rather fabulous Chrissy Eiley and it's coming to you now rather later than sooner but i hope you enjoy it i did and thanks for listening to the guinea pig
0: hi i'm dr mariam zamani and i'm an oculoplastic surgeon with a special interest in facial aesthetics and also the founder of mz skin and this is the guinea pig podcast Why are we called the guinea pig? Because that's what I am. I'm writer and journalist
2: Fiona Golfar, and I'm here ready and willing to try out just about any treatment and treatment going. We are the breath that you take before trying anything out there. So, if you're looking for an honest, no holds barred approach to
0: invasive and non invasive cosmetic surgery, then come join us from the clinic every Thursday on the Guinea Pig Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Guinea Pig. I'm here in the clinic with Fiona. Hi. Today we're not alone. This time
2: we're joined by celebrity journalist and friend to the stars, Chrissy Eilie. Hi, Chrissy.
3: Hi. Am I really a friend to the stars or am I a foe? I don't, I, that's, that's that's to be debated. But I'm sitting here with numbing cream on my face. So I'm not sure if my face will become numb and I won't be able to talk or whether I'm just kind of feeling... Gently
0: cooled. (laughs) (laughs) Gently cooled, I like that. So why don't you tell us what you see in Hollywood these days? What are the tweakments that people are doing there and what have you actually noticed not necessarily so so great? So the
3: big downer at the moment is that I'm noticing people with the reverse panda eye. These are people who maybe two three years ago had an eye job with no doubt a guy who had worked on famous people who walk around as advertising their wares so the reverse panda is where they've had the eye job to remove bags underneath their eyes and sagging hooded eyes but they're so completely hollowed out that they're like they walk around like ghoulish or reverse pandas because they don't have the fat to Plump it back in so they've just got this this blankness of expression which goes around their whole eye socket so that's a particularly bad look where work went wrong and I think Hollywood is a showcase of work going wrong and film stars just not looking like themselves anymore. So now there's a backlash. Everyone wants to look like themselves. Everyone wants to look natural, except they want to, of course, pay lots of money for that.
0: What are the trends there to look natural without looking down? Well,
3: there are are two Hollywood face queens and they hate each other. Mm. And they're both rivals for the number one and they're very opposite. One is... A woman called Barbara Sturm mm-hmm. famous for inventing the vampire facial and her she has a huge range of creams and Cher can't go anywhere without the eye cream which is very very light it's not it's 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 it's, it's this light cream all of her creams are light but powerful and I tried them out and everyone said yeah yeah your skin looks great so it's, it's not really about youthfulness. It's about daring to go bare. And she is, a, a, I don't know how old she is, in her, in her 40s. And it's not that she looks younger than that. She's just wearing her skin really, really well. She's like proud of, of, of people can look in it. It's so clear. It's radiant. So she's promoting radiant skin looking natural with of course botox and fillers so that's her version of it and she's against organic products she's against oils and that's what she's about and she's she's like really doing well people know her and recognize her as a potential number one she's extremely competitive i think she was a former tennis player (laughs) and her rival is the older queen of Hollywood. Her name's Sonia Dakar. I have no idea how old she is, but she's celebrating her 30th anniversary in Hollywood soon. And she does oils, organic, the complete opposite. <laughs> yes. And she has been doing celebrity faces for a really long time. And there's not one famous person in Hollywood that she hasn't treated and you know she's good i I think she's a magician she her her cream she does a sculpting mask it's fantastic and it's you know it's clearly not surgical and you cannot get an appointment with her for love nor money people fly in all over the world and i think she's she's so the antithesis to the new queen i think the old queen's coming back in Mm. oh she's She's
0: coming back with Avengers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it is true. I feel like in Hollywood, you know, people always say, "Well, you know, the stars they have such they have the ability and they know where to go." But I kind of sometimes think that people get skewed as well because what looks good in photographs and necessarily, particularly on a on a big screen, might not necessarily look good in real life. And so uh, sometimes the same way people come into my office that I might follow on social media, and they look completely different because of all. The filters that they've done yeah. uh, than what they do in real life. And actually the filter doesn't look so bad, but in real life they're, they look like they've had too much done. So yeah. I find that a little bit um, difficult for people who are on television because there's so much scrutiny, you know, someone has, I don't know, a, a double chin and they, you know, the next day they don't have it anymore. Oh, liposuction, you know, this and that. It's just automatic reason for people to start chatting about you, which I guess could be very overwhelming. I mean, I think there was, was a
2: case of an Actress that I once was um, profiling, who'd had a lot of press about. Um, there'd been a picture of her had gone out, and and everyone was saying, "Look what she's done! Look what she's done!" And I went to do this interview, and obviously the first thing I did was put my nose as close to her face as I could, you know, to see. Yeah, and in actually the skies. she was well, she was covered in in very nice wrinkles, and her and she'd had what had happened was she'd been at something, and she'd been shot in that foul light that you mm. get shot in every time you walk down a red carpet, and one bad shot. Goes towards ruining your reputation, mm-hmm. and I wrote in this piece, you know, I don't know what she's done, but it, you know, I'll have what she's having because I think she looked great, and I didn't think she looked done. And it's in, it's brutal both ways in Hollywood because you're so exposed, and having the best skin person is like the badge of honor. It's like you know, can you? They're bigger celebrities than the stars, the surgeons. There's a very famous publicist who I'm sure you know called Peggy Siegel. Mm-hmm. And Peggy Siegel I love because when she had, I think it was her 60th birthday, she sent all her friends a list of all her surgeons she <laughs> had gone towards making. And I think I think that's that's what's changed more than anything, is that everybody's owning it, and the rivalry to have the best plastic surgeon or the best.
3: But uh, I think uh, it's, it's twofold. Uh, women who are like the publicists, the PAs, uh, the the producers yeah they're owning it because it's their slice of celebritude yes. but the actual celebrities they still pretend like oh yeah I just woke up like this yes. I'm just such a miracle worker I've got no wrinkles on my skin it just happened and there are lots of famous ones that whose faces have changed from from kind of like a wide face to a totally sucked in face oh no that just happened I lost weight yes yeah Or a balloon face. But I wonder why that,
2: um, I wonder why that is. I wonder why they can't embrace what everybody else is embracing and why this, I mean, I understand the need to look perfect and young in Hollywood because, frankly, you don't get employed if you don't.
3: You can't embrace age in Hollywood. It's, if, if you're not young and pretty... Hollywood is a very cruel place. Or Jane
2: Fonda, and and you've got to kind of go through the low, yeah, I think, and come out the other side and be. Yeah, but, but
3: those eighty-year-old actresses are having mm. a resurgence. Yes, but it's the ones that are forties and fifties. Mm. You only see, you don't see Annette benning too much anymore. You see Julia more, but she's an exception.
0: Mm. It's interesting you say that. I had a conversation with uh, a re- an actress recently who's in her mid 40s and she actually brought out the, the ageism in Hollywood and said a lot of Hollywood women, you know, they say they go to, you know, quote unquote, spend time with their families or take a little bit of time out, but actually there are no roles for the 40 to 50 year olds and, and even the really big actresses who were huge, you know, like the Julia Roberts who was earning as much as uh, a George Clooney in Ocean you you know, in the oceans, 11 or 12 or whatever number it's on right now, it drastically changed as she got older. And now they're still getting paid the, you know, the big salaries. Yeah. And she's taken a huge financial cut and no one really talks about the the age. Funnily enough, I think it gives them,
2: I think it allows them to take more interesting parts. I've just seen something Julia Roberts did, um, Oh, I can't remember its name. With the with the son who was an addict, it was brilliant.
3: Yeah, I saw that. It was a brilliant. Film. Yeah, she was fantastic. She, in she it. played the deranged mother. She played the deranged yeah, mother. Yeah, but, she, but she's but she's no longer America's sweetheart, and no. I think that's hard for her to accept. Or maybe it's not hard for her to accept. It's hard for people to accept, so they can't accept her in a new role, mm. uh, which is a much, much more tough and much more vulnerable. They just don't want that from mm-hmm. her because she spent her whole career being be, the same. Yeah, being America's sweetheart, yeah. so you can't then become America's interesting woman. No, and then you find women in their forties putting on aging makeup. And playing, play the older,
0: parts, the older parts. Mm. Which is unfortunate. So this actress was actually saying, you know, the parts for that age range are almost non-existent. And it's so she hard. said, "There's," yeah. said as as a woman of that age. I, and you know, she's a she's a big Hollywood actress. She said, "You know, I'm not looking at those roles. I I know I have to wait for another ten years until I can get another big role." And I I thought that's till you're at a different age point, and yeah. then you're the older woman in the yeah. roles. And I I thought, wow, forty is so young to. To fit into I'm too old you're you're too young to be the older yeah. woman but you're too old to There's be the There's a marvellous
2: scene in the Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone which is a Tennessee Williams book that was a film, the first film that Warren Beatty was ever in and Vivian Lee plays his older lover and he's a gigolo and when he leaves her finally for a much older woman, Vivian Lee's having kind of a nervous breakdown on the terrace of, in Rome and he looks at her and he says what are you, 50? And I was, <laughs> I was kind of clutching my own breast oh, yeah. 50? She looked a, she looked about 70, and she <laughs> must have been about 30, but it was just, the implication was so awful. I love that. Chrissy. can I ask you, because you've been, you're really one of the most kind of powerful and influential celebrity interviewers that, I mean, I, I adore what you write, but I know for myself as a journalist that interviewing celebrities became less and less interesting because they had to become more and more guarded and they were protected by this sort of army of publicists. And yet you always seem to get something very candid out of them. You're amazing. And and but do you think that's changed very much recently? Do you think it's as much, I don't know, as interesting as it as it once was, the characters that you meet?
3: I think that people of course are interesting and they're interesting and they stay interesting. And particularly the old school, the high on A-list people, they they don't do an interview with guarded. They know how it's done. They'll invite you into their home. They'll peel off a layer of skin if you so desire because when they started off, that's what you did. Yeah. And fortunately, there's still a lot of those around that you actually want to talk to. The younger ones may want to have their publicists sit in and that's a bit of a killjoy. And sometimes that just doesn't work. I, I try not to have people sitting in. But some of the younger ones are really, really brilliant. They've just been treated like cliches. Yeah. Do you ever ask them about whether they've had procedures or? Yeah. Well, they've. You
2: know, and they'll tell you. Yeah. And the guys? Mm, not so much, mm, probably.
3: Um, the guys. I I did ask. Um, I I I tend to ask guys who are older looking and still handsome what they've had done. Recently, I remember really staring into Rob Lowe's eyes <laughs> and face and skin. I mean, that face. Is, I, I would yeah. stare into
0: that uh, the, those features yeah. myself without yeah. trying to search for any... Well,
3: uh, I think, <laughs> I, I, think I, I got a bit lost there, but yeah, I did. <laughs> He's so chiseled. It's like he created this and he he uh, has a cream which he loves i think it's I, th- I think he's he's now selling it it's his own cream oh, well. <laughs> yeah so he hasn't had anything done but he he's just got those great bones
0: i did run into him at the gym here Oh, and wow. It was, uh, yes. And the uh, poor guy. He, uh, <laughs> what, you were just staring <laughs> pathetically. No, you know, I, I was, was actually on a conference call and I was, I, we were the only two people in the entire gym and uh, he had a hat on and he kept looking at me and he probably thought poor thing that I was like probably filming him while he was ah. working out because I was, I was very quiet on my conference call. But, um, and then after five minutes, I, I didn't pay him any attention, but I could feel someone was sort of like looking and then I'm like, Oh my
2: Pablo. <laughs> he thought you were Angelina Jolie that's uh, yeah, why I, obviously and,
0: uh, and then and then I tried not to look at him because obviously now I knew who he was and I was like oh my god and well, I was he's,
3: just, he's very nice and and yeah, you sorry, know he wouldn't, he wouldn't he wouldn't yeah. mind being looked at
2: <laughs> because cosmetic surgery is nothing new to men in Hollywood no. because famously I think Sinatra had work done and I think it was Cary Grant who had work done But I think there was quite... I think there was a lot of surgery back in the day. You know, you look at Marilyn. It was was more
0: obvious back then. So, you know, back then when they had the facelift, you could tell because the face was really quite stretched and pulled and and you could see scars. And um, it wasn't as uh, finessed as it is now. So now the beauty of plastic surgery now I think is that you can do different parts. So you can do a lower facelift, you can do just a neck lift, you can do just your eyes. Whereas before it was like you went in and you had, you know, two months of recovery and you had everything pulled to a you look like light. you were talking through a stocking. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. So that that I uh, thankfully that I feel like that has changed. I do think sometimes unfortunately the 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 people who are so scrutinized they're always looking To make themselves feel better and to look better and then they don't get that positive reinforcement from, you know, the public and then they go back and Mm -hmm. it's almost like a snowball effect. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: I think it's an addiction,
3: whether they oh. whether they love what they've had done and they think, oh, yeah, well, I just have a bit more and it'll be even better. And then there's been some very sad faces, you know, the famous pillow faces mm. of very famous America sweetheart type actresses that have just ruined themselves with that. Um, or there's ones that have been not quite right to start with and then they go back for more to adjust it. And it, it just ends up looking like not their face. And when you have a trademark face, which is known throughout the world, to then not have that face, it's shocking. Yes.
0: Is there someone that people use as a point of reference, like, I'd love to look like so-and-so, or, you know, do you, do you see that? Oh, I think people do. They, they they
3: You know how it has been known that people would take a cutting from a magazine and say to the hairdresser, yeah, I really want that hair. And the hairdresser looks and they're looking at a woman who's got long, limp, blonde hair and she's pointing to African-American hair. It's just not going to happen. I believe that they do that. I want to look like her. And, you know, wrong skin color, wrong race, wrong everything. And very few of them say no they go oh well let's we give it a go that, yes, yeah we can true. give it a go
2: I want to look like Barbara Streisand can I have the nose please no. I want I don't want my nose less I want my nose more and I want her face I want her haircut from funny girl definitely not from now necessarily. yeah <laughs> but there's definitely those those she was you my pin-up growing
3: up mine too was she yours too yes and oh, the, oh just two days ago I saw the Barbara version of A Star Is Born. Oh, I saw it this summer, actually. Isn't it the best? It is the best. I wanted her outfit, every. But do you know that
2: in the credits, at the end of that, it says wardrobe, Miss Streisand's own.
3: Yeah. It was all her clothes in
2: that film, yeah.
3: Yeah. Did you know that she was the producer of that film but took away the producing credit and cut some of her scenes because she was afraid that people would think this is too much Barbara? Really? Isn't that funny? And, and yet, yet so she then produced gentle. Go yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what you keep your name on and what you take it off.
2: I it's love so it. Interesting. I love Yentel.
3: Come on. Did you
2: love Yentl yeah. Papa, can you hear me? Papa,
3: can you hear Papa, can me? You hear me? <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you hear? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, you guys could you do a little me. duet. Oh my god, Now can out. I just
2: can I ask, we've got there's <laughs> numbing cream on Chrissy's face, but I'm not entirely sure what you're going to do, Mariam. I feel like it's a sort of treat to behold. What are we going to do? It's a
0: numbing cream treat. We are going to put just very small amounts of hyaluronic acid filler uh, into a little bit of hollowing underneath uh, particularly her left eye because she's a little bit um, feeling like she has a little bit of a puff there. So we want to smoothen it out just slightly. Very small amounts so it shouldn't be noticeable. So
3: I know I've got the face for the radio but just to describe I've got a very asymmetric puffing scenario.
0: On one side, so it's a very mild amount of puffing on her left side. So basically, in the lower eyelids, we have three fat pockets, and uh, on Chrissy's left side, there's a very small amount that's prolapsed forward, which is normal. I mean, it happens to everyone. It's like getting gray hair. So if you are fortunate enough to live long enough, everybody gets it. Some people in their twenties, some people in their fifties, some people in their seventies. So it, it happens everywhere, but it's causing her not distress, but you know, you're not very happy with it, and it makes you feel. Feel. I notice it especially as I've noticed all these people with the reverse panda
3: eyes I think oh right now I see why they had them done yes. is it better to have the no. reverse pandas no but do um, no. yeah. so you have the very very little exposure
2: to famous people makes you think more about the way you look
3: I'm no no reverse pandas were not is not on famous people reverse pandas is on Everybody. girlfriends of mine and pe- of people in the street like they're, they're the ones who are just so delighted to talk about um, going to a surgeon. surgeon that's held a needle to Jane Fonda, and they're going to be touched by that similar finger. It is that, isn't finger. it? It's like oh, the yeah. hairdresser. Oh, yeah. is the,
2: yes, yeah. it's the hairdresser who did the hairdresser, who's assistant. Yes, yeah. it's everybody, somebody yeah. in Hollywood.
3: Yeah. Well, not just... An, okay, or I, everywhere. I, um, I mean, how there, was, there were many princess diana hairdressers Mm. who just lived for legends of you know i touched the hair of diana and now i can touch yours and there was a a couple of diana lovers who were like wow you know i've 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 been there and using that as a selling point so i think the celebrity
2: recommendation has become a sort of epidemic hasn't it
3: yeah it's like the princess diana
0: yeah yes hairdresser yeah Point taken. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the numbing f- cream has been on for about 20, 30 minutes. It's really just to take the edge off of uh, the little tiny needle that yeah, I'm I can't, going to. I can't inject. feel anything different. It's right. not, feel no, 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 no. You I won't don't. feel any different, but the filler will have a little bit of uh, lidocaine, which is also a different kind of numbing agent that goes inside. So sometimes the eye can feel a little funny, uh, the cheek all the way down to the lips. And that's totally normal. It lasts for about. 10-15 minutes uh, but the whole purpose of this was to hopefully make this as pain-free of uh, treatment as possible for you
3: yeah I mean I didn't say before how I've got really sensitive skin and I could end up screaming and the whole podcast oh I look scrapped forward to that. because yeah. of oh,
0: screaming yeah. from the room I, I, I forgot I, about I, the I, other I, patients in the yeah. clinic right yeah,
3: <laughs> no. yeah. I, want, I once had a laser treatment Uh, to remove a brown spot, and I screamed so bad, all the other patients left, and (laughs) I was then banned because I'd caused such a loss of earnings to the doctor. Oh Oh, dear, I'm so glad
2: we recorded before. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just add a bit where we go, oh, you look fabulous, bye. That went well. Okay. So So shall we um, start now? Pause
3: while we do this
2: treatment, obviously, well, I won't do it because I'm not qualified. Okay, so let's get started.
3: How many people scream?
2: Mariam's about to start her procedure. Chrissy's lying on the bed. I
3: like to close my She's closed stop. her eyes. I just yeah, want I see, to say she's got very nice is, socks
2: on, Chrissy. I like your I like your socks.
3: A needle is coming,
0: but I'm not looking at it. So yes. I'd like you to breathe in through your nose.
3: I'm
2: breathing and, through mine as, like as well. And
0: breathe out through your mouth. Shh. This is the prick. Well, you can
2: feel that, but it wasn't too bad. But it Great. doesn't feel like pain. You can feel the feeling more than a sensation, don't you think?
0: Mm, right now, you can feel so this is a little bit of discomfort um, so you can feel this is actually not a needle this is a cannula so I made a little prick with the needle and the purpose of that was so that I can put this cannula so she's less likely to have any bruising or swelling look up to the ceiling for me you can open your eyes you won't see any needle
2: we're holding amazing. hands Chrissy's looking very calm. I'm not really feeling calm. Take a breath, Chrissy. Breathe just in breathe your nose. in and out so and that you're not. Yes. Your People forget to breathe, yeah. I think, sometimes. I do. They do. I
3: forget that. to breathe all the time.
2: Not use not a your good yoga. Thing.
0: Yeah, use your yoga. That's amazing. So it's, there's no needle in there now.
3: So it doesn't feel like there's a big boulder in there. No. It doesn't feel like anything.
2: So it just looks straight ahead. And Mariam's just very lightly sort of pressing her thumb against the socket of Chrissy's eye. So like you're she's moving. a sculptor. Oh, you're sculpting, but that's what you're doing. That is what it? I'm
0: doing. It's It has improved. I need to do um, a little bit more in the same area. So lay back down for me. Let's do your breathing. So hopefully, I feel you like I'm guiding me through yes, child oh no. Breathe,
2: darling, Breathe. My arm gone back in.
0: And through the same deep. injection point, yeah. so it's, it's less likely to have any irritation. It's got
2: very nice sparkling shadow on, if I may say so.
3: Okay, so and that, was a, that was a wince, not really a scream, but. No, that was that, that was not a scream. That, that was a wince, but that felt like there was something big hitting the
0: cheekbone. So breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth so this is a really i've actually now using instead of a cannula i'm using like a very very small 32 gauge needle for anybody who knows what a botox needle is this is even smaller than that and i'm going just putting a very small amount in the outer corners of the eye because actually sometimes we have a little bit of hollowing in that area and it's difficult to assess that and also with all the blood vessels and uh, this is such a small needle Hopefully she won't have any she shouldn't have any bruising so far, but And there
3: was no wincing there, was there? No, that one was
0: easy Wince-free yeah. Look up to the ceiling for me
2: On your desert island, who would the most entertaining person you've interviewed be? Who would you take with you?
3: Well, I would take a musician because they got to sing to me
0: you <laughs> would probably take Bono Really? Really? I like Bono Yeah uh, I was, last so maybe two summers ago, we were in the south of France and we were at a restaurant and um, Ellie Goulding was at one table and there was another table and then it was Bono and his group at another table. And, you were in Es? Uh, no, I was in Saint-Tropez um, and I was at um, saint gon and so my daughter adores, she had no idea who Bono was. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, Mommy, that's the one who sings, I think... Let it burn, baby. I forgot the name of the song, and she said, "I'm going to go up to her." So she goes up to Ellie Golding and you know, was like, "I love this song," and took her iPod and said, "Can you sing it for me?" And Ellie Golding was so embarrassed. She was like, "No, no, no, I can't sing. I, that's you know, that's only <laughs> in the music." And then after five minutes, my daughter comes back, and Bono sends her a bottle of champagne. Just to say, he was know, like four. Uh, but it was uh, no, 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 not to my daughter. That's a bit weird. That would have been a story. No, um, just to say, you know, like uh, uh, just a nod to just one another. another yes. And I thought that was so that's kind very of nice. him. And I was such a cutie pie, and I, I couldn't believe my daughter didn't know who Bono was. I, I okay, met my so husband at a, a U two concert. Really?
2: Did you? Yeah, that's where we fell in love. They song? played in in Leeds, and we were asked. I was asked up to Leeds. By this guy who I wasn't really interested in. So you met your husband. And I on said a date I'm not coming and he said, Oh, blah coming and I oh. knew who my husband was and, and this man said, Oh, you know, he's coming and I was like, Oh, okay. And the three of us went to this U two concert and the whole way through the concert the one that I didn't like had his hand on my shoulder and oh, my husband no. and I were just kind of gazing at each other. Yeah.
3: So what was the song that you and your man fell in love with? I think still haven't found. Oh,
2: yeah! Aww. yeah. You're, you're so cute. Yeah. it forward for me, please. Isn't it funny? So, yeah. so Bono for all
3: of us. Bono, Chinda. yeah.
0: I'm only doing a small amount the way that I normally operate with these types of things is that because hyaluronic acid loves its weight in water and it can be um, it can attract water after the injections are done I always under Yeah. it's always easy to go back I mean yes it's a little uncomfortable to come back to have it done again but it's better to do that so that you don't get puffy so the, yeah. the antithesis yeah. of this is to be puffy and yeah. so I don't want you to be puffy be puffy so breathe in I
2: love that you are on the side
0: yeah. of caution the I think
2: that's so important when everybody want so much so quickly
0: you know the nice thing about hyaluronic acid is it's true you can dissolve it there's an injection and i can make it go away but breathe in and breathe out but you know it's another hassle you don't want to come back and have it's not an exact process it's it's uh, much nicer to always do less, and we can always come back and add a little bit more. It's not so hard. Now the biggest thing here, as I said, is a little bit of swelling and potentially bruising. If you do have some swelling, you can take an antihistamine, so something like a Zyrtec or a Claritin uh-huh. is something yeah. nice to take. Yeah. Um, I have used a very small amount. I've basically used a half a syringe between the two eyes. I used a product called Juvederm Volift. I use both a cannula and a very small needle to do, to do this. So um, I am going to apply a little bit of pressure just to make sure that there's no we're, yeah. done. We're, We're done. done. We're, We're done. done. We're, We're done. done. We're We're done. done. Wow. That's all I'm going to do now. How but that was that was
3: a fabulous experience clenching with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I loved that Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite able, right meeting you. Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> so, you have a little bit of swelling right now uh, just above it. So, that's more swollen than it would be because it's uh-huh. the fat is holding on to a little bit of fluid, but that's going to uh-huh. settle down. Uh-huh. And then we can always add a little bit more if we need but to. But
3: this it. is uh, if this is completely unpandering. Yes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think it is. This this one Looks like so super smooth, but completely natural. Yes, this is on my good side. Uh-huh. On my bad side, it's still well. You can you, still you see you can a little. Can bit. Still see it, yeah.
0: But it'll but improve. It, it, it will improve much,
3: less. Yeah. Chrissy, Eileen, thank you so much for coming on the guinea pig. Thank you for holding my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pleasure. And also, I I got really cross with Barbara Streisand and told her, "What do you mean one side of your face is good and the other is bad? This is ridiculous." you both of them are gorgeous. Will you stop this? I'm so jealous. You've interviewed Barbara oh, not Yeah, but I shouted at her, <gasps> uh, and she went oh, and she promised that she would take a picture with me because she, you know, she never takes pictures. Mm. She did, and now, like a, a few years later, I felt that one side of my face was totally puffy, and the other was. Fine. So she's always right. So Barbara Thrysand's always right. She's, she, always, she's right. always right. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. Thanks very
2: much for listening to today's episode. And if there's a subject you want us to cover, then drop us a line at theguineapigpod at gmail.com. And please do follow us on our Instagram, which is at theguineapigpodcast. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you, and hope you tune in next time. The guinea pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure.